Welcome back. This is the third episode in the Inner Child series. In episode 27, we looked at foundational concepts of the inner child. Last week in episode 28, I introduced you to the two-handed written exercise designed to connect with your inner child. If this is your first time with me or you missed those two episodes, Pause now and go listen to those two episodes to get the most benefit from what we'll be sharing today. In today's episode, we'll look at more exercises in the creative activity realm to help you connect with your inner child. Hey, sister friend, welcome to the Shades of Trauma Healing podcast. Do you want to overcome the wounds and impacts of childhood trauma that are holding you back in life? Do you want to get unstuck, begin thriving, and confidently living God's best in all areas? I'm Janielle, a certified clinical trauma specialist, life coach, trauma thriver, and most of all, a daughter of God living loved and on purpose. In this podcast, I'll share trauma education, healing strategies along with biblical applications and motivational stories to support you in your journey toward trauma healing and thriving. So grab your journal, settle into your favorite spot, and let's begin. Children learn and develop by playing. When they are allowed to play, they get to explore new things, they develop different skills, they step outside their comfort zones, they are creative, they are carefree, and they have fun. When there is no pressure or criticism to the play, we see their creativity come out. And for any observer, you can also get a few giggles as you see the joy in their experiences. I remember growing up and creating our own games with our own rules to guide what we did. We created forts using whatever we had around the house or in the yard as props, and we made games that were interesting. If it is one thing, I must say I had the opportunity to let my creativity out when I was younger. I would step outside my comfort zone as I tried to skateboard down what to me were steep hills because I followed my older brother and his friends and I wanted to skate as well as they did. For anyone who grew up in the Caribbean or anywhere where there are electricity blackouts, there were many nights when we would have no electricity for hours. If it was nighttime, we had fun creating stories and telling jokes until it was time to go to bed. When we had lamps, we would make hand puppets or animal shapes and acted out stories on the sh- with the shadows on the wall. Later on, when we had flashlights, that's when we discovered and learned to tell ghost stories. Based on where you grew up, you may not know or you may not be able to identify with what I'm talking about, but think back on your childhood and what you did to be creative. We all have our own experiences and each experience is just as valid. Most children get to enjoy a time of carefree play. Then somewhere along the line, things change. Society sends the message that there is this time to stop playing so much. It's time to grow up, to be practical, to focus on more of your schoolwork, to think about the future. Essentially, the message comes through saying, stop being creative. As we focus on inner child work, it is important to allow yourself to reclaim the creative, carefree, playful inner child that has been locked away deep inside of you. 
You don't have to be at the creativity level of a Kehinde Wiley, a Lauren Hill, or a Spike Lee, or a Maya Angelou. You don't have to be at that level. All you have to do is bring out the creativity in you in a way that makes you feel alive. When adults try to play, sometimes the inner critical parent voice shows up. That's the voice that critiques the inner child by saying things like, you can't sing, or that painting does not look too good, or the color you're using is not too nice. Color inside the lines, or can't you draw better than that? If this happens as you or your inner child is showing up, simply observe that voice that is coming up, but don't let that critical parent voice stop you. Keep on going, because when you continue on, despite self-doubt and any inner criticism, you are actually relearning the language of the child. You can speak to your inner child and encourage her with supportive words or in a supportive voice if you need to and support the essence of who she is above what she is doing. This could look something like saying, you choose your colors so nicely or you are so creative. You have great imagination. Keep on going and so on. The thing to remember is that wounded children don't often trust words. They trust actions. And over time, it would help your inner child when you are kind to her consistently. When she shows up, you can hug yourself, you can smile with her and offer words of comfort. I mentioned last week one activity that you can use to connect with and care for your inner child. Here is another way that you can do this. And this one is done by drawing first. We are not looking for perfection here. So there's no critiquing. There's no evaluating. It's all about expression. This is an opportunity to get to know your inner child as she is without any judgment, without any censoring. Again, if that critical parent voice shows up, observe and keep on going. Move on through keep on going. When it comes to the drawing exercise, you will need crayons and paper. There's something about crayons that just brings out the inner child. Once again, I want to credit the book Recovery of Your Inner Child by Lucia Capoccione. And I use a lot of the exercises with my clients. And as a reminder, I don't get any financial benefits from this. I started this podcast and when I started, I promised that I would share whatever resources are helpful, whether it's created by me or not. And this is just another one of the resources that I recommend to you. This exercise is great for meeting your inner child. And first, you will need to find a quiet physical space a place where you will not be disturbed, just like in the first exercise. You can also create a mental space by picturing a beautiful place, a place that is safe, respectful, and protective for your young inner child. It could be in nature, along the beach, whatever you find attractive and whatever you sense as being safe for her. If it would help you, you can close your eyes, go to that place in your imagination and picture your inner child there. Spend a few minutes with your little one and once you are nice and settled and you are feeling comfortable, you can begin the exercise. Again, the exercise is done with both hands, but mainly the drawing part, which we would talk about now, is done with your non-dominant hand. So using your non-dominant hand, 
draw a picture of your inner child. You don't know what this would look like. Just see what comes up as you put the crayon to the paper. If you see that inner critical parent voice showing up, again, observe it. Don't internalize what it is saying. Just keep going. Take your time with this drawing and let it unfold from your inner child's perspective. Be carefree and stay engaged. Don't overthink it. Don't try to plan it out. Don't try to picture what the outcome would look like. It might feel a bit awkward and slow to begin with, but just keep going. Be patient with yourself. Check in with your feelings, your emotions, which is your inner child, and just let the drawing unfold from that space. Remember, you're trying to connect with a part of you that has been suppressed or perhaps hidden for a very long time. So she may be reluctant to come forward as she does not yet know if it is safe to do so. So stay patient and remember to keep the space safe respectful and protective for her. Again, you know I like to repeat things that are important, so this would be the key. Safe, respectful, and protective. All right, I think you got it. Allow your inner child to speak through the picture, which is the language of the heart, and the drawing process can shed a great deal of light on the kind of relationship you have with your inner child. And once you have your drawing, just pause for a moment and reflect on what the experience was like for you. This is where you would use your dominant hand to make notes upon the reflection. As part of the reflection, you would notice if the inner parent voice started to criticize or berate your inner child for what or how she drew the picture. And notice what she says or what the inner parent voice said and write it down. Also, notice if you actually relaxed into the process, if you allowed your inner child to have fun and to be herself by drawing in her own style. As you notice what comes up for you, again, don't judge yourself or the experience. Just stay curious Notice what you are learning about yourself and remember that this is a connection process. Once you've done the reflection, look at your finished drawing and ask yourself, how do I feel about this? Can you tell what your inner child is trying to say to you in this picture? This part of the reflection is very important because you're meeting your inner child and you're paying attention to what she is saying. Maybe you're meeting her for the first time or for the first time in a long time. So you need to give her the space to connect with you. And then you would grab a separate sheet of paper and with your dominant hand, you would con you would make the notes about your reflections, which includes any reactions, any comments that you might have about the drawing, anything you experienced while you were doing it, what your parent voice said, whatever came up for you in the reflections, this is what you would write with your dominant hand. If you are seeing a mental health professional, I would encourage you to discuss your reflections and speak with them or speak with another trusted person about what came up for you. It is great to do this kind of reflective work and this exploration by yourself, but this is only half of what is needed for healing to take place. The other part is processing what you are experiencing with trusted others because trauma heals best in relationship. 
after you've done your drawing and you've done your reflection, you have a choice to continue getting to know your inner child by using the drawing as a starting point to do the two-handed written dialogue to get to know her better. We went through this exercise in last week's episode, so if you are not familiar or if you need a refresher, then just go back to that episode, listen to it, and you will get an idea of how to converse with your inner child. Remember the questions are written out with your dominant hand, which represents the adult you, and the responses of your inner child are written out with your non-dominant hand. The goal is to get to know what your inner child feels, what she needs, and how she wants you to take better care of her. When you are ready to close out the conversation, you can ask your inner child to tell you anything else that she wants you to know about her. It's all part of the exploration about getting to know her better. After all of this is done, you can keep your picture and put it somewhere where you can see it often to remind yourself of the presence of your inner child, what she needs, and the fact that she exists. As you continue to practice these inner child exercises, once you do it with a sense of safety, respect, and care, you may find that your inner child starts coming out more and more. Continue to be gentle and nurturing towards her and continue to speak with your mental health professional about what's coming up for you and take the time to hear and to meet the needs of your inner child. This often looks like letting her express her emotions without trying to suppress them or distract her with activities like work, TV, etc. Sometimes adults tend to feed their inner child instead of listening to their emotions when all she wants to do is let the feeling come out. I'll add another part to this process that was not in the book, but because we are Christian women on this journey, I encourage you to integrate your faith in the process of healing your inner child as well. The key is to remember that you are not alone in this process. Even when it doesn't feel like it, God is with you every step of the way. And as you practice connecting with your inner child, whenever she shows up, whether she's vulnerable or needing care, you can get creative and visualize something like God wrapping his arms around your inner child as he restores and he heals her. When I started doing the inner child work, I would remember picturing God speaking promises over my inner child to comfort her and assure her that he would take care of her. Now, this was very healing for me, and you can develop and integrate your faith in a way that supports you as well. All right, so we've covered quite a bit for today on the importance of using creativity in meeting and caring for your inner child. Getting to know and reparent your inner child is a journey for sure, but it is filled with self-discovery. It's filled with compassion and the unwavering love and support of our God. I encourage you to continue to embrace your inner child, get to know her, nurture her, and watch as the healing unfolds. I mentioned earlier that healing is best done in safe relationships. So I invite you to join our private Facebook community, 
heal childhood trauma as Christian women of color. Get to know us. You'll see that this is a safe space for like-minded women to get support and sisterhood as they heal. In this group, you can share your insights, reflections, and the responses to any exercises that you did. You can ask questions and you can get additional support that you need. I also invite you to sign up to become a Shades of Trauma Healing Podcast Insider. The link for that is subscribepage.io forward slash STH podcast. My email address is support at shadesoftraumahealing.com. Feel free to send me your email with any comments, thoughts, or questions, and I'll be happy to connect with you. Until next time, I pray that your path would be filled with grace and healing. Before you go, sister friend, did this podcast episode encourage, inspire, or teach you something new? If so, would you be so kind as to share it with another friend who needs help to overcome her childhood trauma? And don't forget to hop over to Apple Podcasts to leave a rating and a written review for the show. This way, the show can reach more sisters who need to hear it. Thank you for listening and know that I am cheering for your healing. I'll be back next week. So until then, take time to breathe and be blessed.